Welcome to the Homeschool Mom Podcast, where biblical truth informs our everyday lives as homeschool moms. I'm your host, Janelle Knutson, a Christian, a wife, and a homeschooling mom to seven children. You can find the show notes for each episode of the Homeschool Mom Podcast over at JanelleKnutson.com forward slash podcast. Hello, moms. Welcome back to another episode of the Homeschool Mom Podcast. This is episode number 11, and we're going to be looking at the role of parents in the life of their kids. And as we do that, we're going to look at what God's word has to say to those of us in the midst of parenting. And as we look at scripture, we are going to see three clear commands for us as parents. Number one is that we are called to disciple our children. Number two, we're called to discipline our children. And number three, we're called to pray for our children. Now we're going to take a closer look at each one of these. But before we do that, I want to let you know that I'm going to be sharing a lot of scripture references, as well as a couple parenting resources with you. And so all of those scripture references and those parenting resources will be available in the show notes that go along with this uh, episode. You can find the show notes over at JanelleKnutson.com forward slash podcast, or just go to homeschoolmompodcast.com. So the first role of parents in the life of their kids is to disciple their children. And so I'm going to read from Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through seven. Starting up in verse four, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Deuteronomy 11:19 says something very similar. It reads, "You shall teach them to your sons, talking to them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you rise up." The last one we're going to read in Deuteronomy is Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. It says, Give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen and that they do not depart from your heart all the days of your life, but make them known to your sons and your grandsons. I really like this quote from the MacArthur Study Bible. It says, quote, Deuteronomy stresses the responsibility of parents to pass on their experiences with God and the knowledge they have gained from him to their children, end quote. So as parents, we are commanded to disciple our children. Another way of saying this is that we are to evangelize our children. We can't save them from their sins, but we can share the good news of the gospel with them. And we can pray that God would use us to bring our children to faith in him. So I want to share with you two ways that parents can disciple their children. The first one is to live your faith out in front of your kids. Live your faith out in front of your kids. So read God's word, apply God's word, obey God's word, grow in your walk with the Lord. Humbly admit your sins and confess them to your children when you have sinned against them. Let your kids see that you are passionate about God and living a life that honors him. Proverbs 20 verse 7 says, quote, a righteous man who walks in his integrity, how blessed are his sons after him. 
end quote. And we're very familiar with the Proverbs 31 woman who lived a life that honored the Lord for her family to witness. Proverbs 31, 28 says, her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. So we can disciple our children just by living out our faith in front of them. Now, a second way that we can disciple our children is by teaching them about God and his word. Ephesians 6, 4 says this, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Parents are to instruct their children in the ways of the Lord. Proverbs 1, 8 says, Hear, my son, your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Scripture is clear that parents are to teach their children about God and his word. The verses we just read a minute ago in Deuteronomy, along with the two that I just read to you right now, make it clear that parents are responsible for discipling their children. This is not a suggestion. It's a command. And when we fail to obey a command, we are disobeying God, which is sin. And so as parents, we want to be discipling our children. It is not the responsibility of your children's Sunday school teacher to disciple your children. It is not the responsibility of the Awana leader or the youth group leader to disciple your children. Yes, absolutely, these men and women can come alongside you and assist you in teaching your children about God and his word, but you can't hand over that responsibility to them. That is a responsibility that God has given you as the parent. Now, we can easily jump into legalism here, right? And we can make up some random rules about what discipleship in the home should look like. I could get really legalistic and tell you that you need to tell your husband that he needs to gather the family together every single night for 30 minutes of Bible study. But that actually isn't a command in scripture. What we see in scripture is actually an ongoing dialogue of teaching and instruction in God's word and teaching and instructing on how it applies to every area of our lives and our kids' lives. Look again at Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6. In verse 7, it says, You shall talk of them when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Moms, that's all the time. That means that our lives and our conversations with our kids should be saturated with God's word. We should be continually sharing the truth of God's word with our kids and showing them how scripture applies to the issues they face. Now, would it be wise to set aside a regular time, whether daily or weekly, to intentionally instruct our children in God's word? Absolutely. And we actually see this in scripture with Timothy. In 2 Timothy 1.5, we see that Timothy's mother and grandmother were believers. And in 2 Timothy 3 verses 14 through 17, we learn that from childhood, his mother and his grandmother taught him the sacred writings. There was intentional time set aside to study God's word, and we would be wise to do the same. Okay, the first command to parents that we talked about was to disciple your children. The second command or role of parents in the life of their kids is to discipline your children. And we see this throughout 
the book of Proverbs. Now, I got to say this. Remember, the book of Proverbs is not a book of promises, okay? They're wise sayings and truths that generally, uh, usually apply um, to us in life, but they're not promises. But let's go ahead and read through some of the different Proverbs and what they have to say about disciplining children. Proverbs 22, 15 says, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of discipline will remove it far from him. Proverbs 13, 24 says, he who withholds his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. Proverbs 23, 13 through 14 says, do not hold back discipline from the child. Although you strike him with the rod, he will not die. You shall strike him with the rod and rescue his soul from Sheol. Proverbs 29, 17 says, correct your son and he will give you comfort. He will also delight your soul. And Proverbs 19, verse 18 says, discipline your son while there is hope and do not desire his death. Disciplining our children is not optional. It is not a suggestion. It is actually a command in scripture. And if we love our children, then we will discipline them because the purpose of discipline is to show our children the foolishness of their sin and bring them to the wisdom found in a relationship with and obedience to Christ. Let me say that one more time. The purpose of discipline is to show our children the foolishness of their sin and to bring them to the wisdom that is found in a relationship with and obedience to Christ. We discipline our kids because we love them. We discipline our kids because we want to help them to understand the foolishness of their sin. And we want to point them to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Here are three things to keep in mind when disciplining your children. Number one, don't discipline in anger. Proverbs 14, 29 says, he who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick tempered exalts folly. And James 1 verse 19 says, this, you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. God calls us to discipline out of love for our children, just as he disciplines us out of love. When we discipline in anger, we are not loving our children. Instead, moms, we are loving ourselves. We are angry not because our children have broken God's law, but because they have disrupted our plans and our agenda. I think this story by Paul David Tripp sums this point up so, so well. I'm going to read this from his book, Parenting 14 Gospel Principles That Can Radically Change Your Family. This is on page um, 135 of the book, and here's what it says. Let's say that it's 10.30 p.m. and the children you put to bed at 9 p.m. are now fighting in their beds. You start down the hallway with feet heavy on the floorboards. You're probably not saying... Oh, thank you, God, for this wonderful opportunity to rescue my children from the foolishness that is so dangerous to them. I love your grace. Mm, you're probably saying they're dead and you're about to go into their room and in anger do and say things that you should not do or say. Now think with me. Why are you angry? I would propose to you that you're not angry that your children have broken God's law because that would be the anger of wisdom, correction, and grace. You're angry because your children have broken your law and in your system of law, there shall be no parenting after 10 p.m. 
Now, I'm about to hurt your feelings. When we go off and rip into our children, we are responding as a fool. A fool turns moments of ministry into moments of anger. A fool personalizes what is not personal. A fool is adversarial in these moments in his responses. And a fool settles for quick solutions that do not get to the heart of the matter. Again, that was from um, Paul David Tripp in his parenting book called 14 Gospel Principles That Can Radically Change Your Life. That will be in the show notes. So moms, it is clear, we are not to discipline in anger, but rather in love, seeking our children's well-being and using these opportunities to point them to Christ. So we don't want to discipline in anger. We also don't want to provoke our children to anger. So number two is don't provoke your children to anger. And we already read in Ephesians 6, 4, but let's look at that first part of that verse again. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Moms, have you ever taken the time to think through what ways you might be provoking your children to anger? Well, in his book, The Heart of Anger, Lou Priolo shares 25 ways that parents provoke their children to anger, and he backs each one up with scripture. Now, I'm not going to read all 25 of those ways to you, but I am going to share just a few with you, and I'm going to encourage you to get that book and to read it from cover to cover because there is so much truth in there. So in the book, one of the ways that he says we provoke our children to anger is by establishing and maintaining a child-centered home. So think through that. Is your home child-centered? If it is, you might actually be provoking your child to anger. He talks about habitually disciplining while angry. Moms, when you are disciplining your children, are you habitually angry? Because if you are, you are provoking your children to anger. Another one he talks about is being inconsistent with discipline. If we are disciplining our kids one day very severely for something, and then the next day we don't discipline them, them at all, we, we turn kind of a blind eye to it, then we are provoking our children to anger with our inconsistent discipline. Another way that we could provoke our children to anger is being legalistic not admitting when we're wrong and asking for our children's forgiveness. Disciplining our kids in front of other people, that causes them embarrassment and provokes them to anger. And I tell you, again, he's got 25 ways that parents provoke their children to anger, and he backs each one up with scripture. I encourage you to check out this book. It is excellent. So we want to make sure that when we are disciplining our children, that we are not disciplining them in anger, that we're not provoking them to anger. And the final one that I want to talk about is that we need to discipline for heart change and not just behavior change. So discipline for heart change and not just behavior change. I want to read a quote from Ted Tripp in his book, Shepherding a Child's Heart. And this is from um, the introduction material in the beginning of the book. He said, God is concerned with the heart, the wellspring of life. Parents tend to focus on the externals of behavior rather than the internal overflow of the heart. We tend to worry more about the what of the behavior than the why. Accordingly, most of us spend an enormous amount of energy in controlling and constraining behavior. To the degree and extent to which our focus is on behavior, we miss the heart. 
When we miss the heart, we miss the subtle idols of the heart. Romans 1 makes it clear that all human beings are worshipers. Either we worship and serve God, or we make an exchange and worship and serve substitutes for God. Created things rather than the creator. When parenting short circuits to behavior, we miss the opportunity to help our kids understand that strain behavior displays a strain heart. Our kids are always serving something, either God or a substitute for God, an idol of their heart. When we miss the heart, we miss the gospel. When we miss the heart, we miss the glory of God. The goal of discipline should be heart transformation, not just behavior modification. Let me just say that again. We should be focused on heart transformation within our children and not just behavior modification and making them listen and obey and sit still and do what we want them to do. Let's not just focus on the behavior. Let's look and work towards heart change when we are disciplining our children. Now we've looked at two of the roles of parents in the life of their kids. We looked at discipleship and then we looked at discipline. The third command or role for parents in the life of their kids is to pray for our children. When our children are born, they are sinners. And we see in scripture that we are to pray for unbelievers that they would be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. That's taken from 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 8. And I will leave that in the show notes. We also see throughout the New Testament, the command to pray for our fellow believers. An example of this is in Ephesians 6, 18. I'll let you go look up those passages on your own. We see that when our children are unsaved, we should be praying for them that they would come to faith in Christ. And when they come to faith in Christ, we should continue to pray for them and their sanctification and perseverance in the faith. Now, there's a lot more that can be said about this topic of parenting, but I hope this episode was an encouragement to you as we looked into God's word to see what our responsibility as parents are in the lives of our children.